And welcome to a very special Sunday episode of This Uncanny Earth, episode 52. With me today is a gentleman that I spoke with last weekend for an upcoming podcast that he does, and I'll let him get to that momentarily. But today, joining us is Dennis Sumlin. Dennis, how's it going? Going great, man. How are you? Oh, man, I can't complain. So tell the people, tell the people a little bit about yourself so they know who you are. All right. Well, as has been said above, I'm Dennis Sumlin. I am a communication slash confidence coach and educator, as well as a podcaster. And uh, my podcast is a men's development program. Uh, We talk about relationships, sex, uh, society and spirituality from a holistic perspective. Just to make it short. (laughs) Excellent, excellent, excellent. Now, what is the name of your podcast so that folks can go ahead and search for that? Core Confidence Life Podcast. You can find that pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. So there you go, folks. After this show's over, head on out there and and give it a listen. Anywhere where good podcasting is found. Now, like I said, last week I had the honor and privilege to talk to Dennis about spirituality. It did kind of... uh, weave in a lot of different uh, concepts and ideas that we both uh, share, even though we don't necessarily believe in the same avenues to obtain them. Uh, But this week, we're going to kind of go a little bit further into the spirituality aspect and talk about evil. Now, I gave Dennis a good week to prepare. I, I forewarned him about what we'd be talking about. And so, Dennis, what are your thoughts on evil? a pretty broad question what are my thoughts on evil like (laughs) what are your thoughts on well evil is bad yes yes but it also what do i think of evil evil is very evil it's also a balance evil is there as a balance because we are all given the freedom of choice we have free will in this life and we get to the we get to choose between a higher vibration or a lower or darker vibration. And that is, of course, what you're referring to as evil. Um, And we all of us have this choice. Uh, So, yeah. So what 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 specifically about evil? (laughs) 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 I had to get him had to get him with that first question. Um, So from your spiritual aspect of of what you believe in, and we talked about how he grew up uh, in the last um, last week, which you will hear, I believe you said what the middle of September. It could be actually it could be early September. Um, okay. I'm thinking of two dates. There it could be early September there, but I, I think maybe we can give a quick briefing since you're mentioning it. I think we can give a quick briefing on on how I grew up as far as what I was around when I was a young. Oh, I was a young boy. Um, <laughs> You know, so I grew up, um, as you put it, in a three philosophy household, even though the atheists in the household didn't impact me as far as telling me anything about that. But I grew up around Pentecostal, uh, Jehovah Witnesses, and of course, my father was an atheist. And so I grew up in that uh, three pronged household. Um, I found that the Christian form did not resonate with me and so as i moved grew up i explored other areas of spirituality i was a practicing buddhist for a while and then i went into something called which we'll get into 
Um, I call it holistic spirituality, which we'll get into what that is. We, you'll all recognize what the philosophy is once I get into it. I just don't know. It doesn't really have a formal name. Right, right, right. Now, <clears throat> you started off – now, did you start off Buddhist when you were out exploring and, and you were trying to find your – um, where you fit, you know, the where you fit in all this. Did you start out as Buddhist or did you start out Pentecostal? Because I, I know you said your mother was Pentecostal from last week, if, I, if I'm not Yes, sure. my mother was, so my mother, so technically I started out Pentecostal because that's okay. what my mother was. And, you know, she, you know, when you're a kid, you, just, you know, you go to church and I went to, I went to Bible camp and, you know, that was, I guess it was a non-denominational Christian thing. Um, so yeah, so I started out Pentecostal when I was a young boy and as I got older and moved into teens, I kind of was just exploring and I hit Buddhism twenties. Hmm. Hmm. So what about Buddhism drew you to it? Um, what, what about the philosophy behind it? Because I've, I've read a little bit, uh, about Buddhism, studied a little bit. I didn't probably go in, into it as deep as you did. Cause you know, there's a lot of aspects to it that require meditation and kind of an elevated sense of, of, uh, enlightenment, so to speak. So what, what drew you to Buddhism as opposed to, to other beliefs and, and, and religions? Well, I'm not a Buddhist scholar, but I did practice Buddhism. So what drew me to it is the idea that you create your own outcomes through your own actions, because Buddhism is about energy. Um, that's why we have the chants. You may recognize a chant from a famous movie, Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. Um, that is a chant that many Buddhists uh, do. We also have beads. They're called Ganyo beads. And... You know, there's Buddhist temples, there's a community center that I went to, and basically the, the tenants I was attracted to was energy. The things that you do will come back to you in a different form. It, it's cause and effect. It was the first time I was introduced to the idea that we all carry energy, we all are spirits having a human journey. Um, and we are all responsible for the energy we put out, thereby responsible for the things that happen to us. It's sort of like a, a circular system there. And we call up the energies by meditation. And there's different forms of meditation. But in Buddhists, uh, in the sect of Buddhists that I was practicing, um, it was the Ganyo beads and Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. Um, and doing that manifest the higher energies and synchronicities will begin to happen if you focus your mind. So that's kind of like a briefing on what that is. And I was attracted to that because of its kind of self-determination thing and the idea that you don't need a conduit to the spirits. You have a direct line to the spiritual realm by, by, just by virtue of your own uh, spirit power. Fascinating, fascinating. Now, <clears throat> you, uh, you, how long did you study? Did you study Buddhism for? I was in Buddhism for a couple years. I would say maybe four years. Hmm. And so, studying and 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 understanding it and becoming more enlightened. Um, what made you progress? Because I don't, I don't look necessarily at you leaving buddhism as as and maybe you didn't leave it per se but i'm talking in terms of like you know uh, progressing in, in your own spirituality 
what made you say, okay, you know, this is this is cool, and I'm glad I did this, but I'm I see the next step that I need to take in order to advance myself spiritually. Well, I started to look things like um, rituals, like for example, Buddhists. They you know they had the beads and everything, and they wanted you to kind of. Uh, I guess what they call praying or chanting in front of this. uh, um, And they had all kinds of rituals. And I know that religions have that. And I'm like, well, I really don't form these kind of rituals. I really don't want to be in front of statues and putting an altar in my house because I, I just don't feel that that's, that's a way that's the way that you do it. I, I think that you are um, your own altar. You, like I said earlier, that Buddhism teaches you this, but yet it gives you all these little rituals and 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 altars. I I like the idea of being totally um, independent um, as far as your spiritual practices are concerned. I didn't want to be part of any formal religion. I didn't want to be part of any formal system of rituals. I didn't want to be part of anything that idolized statues or altars or anything like that. I truly believed that the way to the spiritual realm is through yourself. You have a direct channel with the, with the creator because you come from the creator. And I just wanted to get rid of all of this I call man-made earth kind of fixings that we, that we put into spirituality. Um, and I looked to other things like I looked towards um, science and, uh, you know, psychology, self-help, astrology, all those different kinds of occult things as guides to help me understand the world and the spirits on a larger scale. And so once I moved away from Buddhist practices and got more into the holistic spiritual practices, I got deeper into studying um, larger things, um, like I just spoke about astrology, numerology, things like that. And also I picked up extra books that uh, detailed holistic spirituality perspective. For example, I'll just give a book here just so people who want to look at it can understand the system. It's called The Seat of the Soul. Um, it's called, it's by Gary Zukift. Um, that's not the only source, but that definitely will start you off in understanding where I'm coming from now. That to be a lot more, uh, resonant than even Buddhism. Hmm. And it's fascinating because I've never met, uh, somebody who has that, uh, that, that thought process. Like I've, I've met Buddhists, I've met, Muslims, Christians. I've met I've met a bunch a bunch of different kind of folks that are into all kinds of spirituality. I've met a Satanist here and there, and um, you're one of the few folks that I've met that it's it it uh, it's fascinating that you know it's it's kind of like you figured out something on your own. You didn't have to have somebody come and like say, hey, you know this this that and the third. You just kind of it just kind of clicked for you, and so. When you went to Buddhism and then you left, you kind of took a piece of it with you. And I think that um, when we talked last, it seemed like you had taken uh, pieces from you know different different uh, ideologies that you held or different faiths that you believed in, and kind of put them into the one you have now. 
Um, and it's it's kind of shaped your life and and guided you on a on a positive path because you're a very positive person. You know, we talked last week and it was fantastic. We had a great conversation. Uh, so, I guess my question really is, how do you, um, how do you keep that? How do you keep that positivity? How do you keep that positive energy going? Because you know, uh, a lot of times with with religions and stuff, it's it's very hard to. Um, become negative because you see so much negativity in the world and you start to question your own faith and you start to, you know, you hear people that are always complaining about your religion or, or they're, they're always saying something about it. So how do you keep the positivity going? Because, you know, someone, you know, somebody um, that, that is ignorant might be like holistic spirituality. Now, what? That doesn't make any sense. How do you navigate around or through even that negativity? Oh, a, a few things. Uh, some are spiritual uh, in nature, as in I have total faith in my capacity to channel my own spirit. I have total faith in what I call a spirit guide, the spirit guides, um, and in, in and and in my direct access to the Creator. And because I have a personal relationship with the spirits, and I've seen them at work. I've called upon them. I you, I speak to my spirit guide frequently. You know, I meditate in order to uh, channel these things. And this has been going on since I've been younger. I have a real solid relationship with my spirit guides. I know people, I know other people who practice the way I do. Because obviously, if you are part of something, you know people who do the same thing. Right. And so, you know, there's plenty of people who practice as I do. It's just that there's no real name for it. So I'm saying holistic spirituality. Um, I've heard other people call it that, but there's no name brand label on it. Um, It's just a real holistic relationship between you and the spirits. So this has been going on for me a lot. The spirits have spoken to me. I've been in situations where I've uh, been given advice and guidance through my higher, my higher senses, not my five senses, but the higher senses that we all have. Um, There's that. Um, Also, you know, there is the consciousness of the attitude and vibe and aura that I carry is going to affect everything around me. So if I allow myself to fall into negativity and evil and low vibration, that's exactly what my life is going to turn into. If I if I keep my mind focused on higher level activities, um, staying connected with the spirits and, you know, pursuing my higher self then that's exactly what my life is going to be like. And we generate the results that we get. And that's fantastic because I sent you a video um, that we had talked about last week, and I said that to you through Messenger. And it kind of touched on some of the similar things, like you are what you think about. So if you think, hey, you know, I'm a failure, I'm not going to be this, I'm not going to be that, then of course that's what you're going to be. It's it's almost like you're manifesting your own uh, future through negativity instead of channeling it into saying, okay, you know what? I know I can do this. I know I can get this thing done. I know I can do that and I can do this. So now you start to see results. You start to see the, 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 the positive aspects of it. And I think what you do is fantastic because you put that into that. You say, hey, you know what? I'm put out there. Excuse me. Today's going to be a fantastic day. Um, I'm not going to let anything else come within, come within my era or aura. Sorry. Um, that's going to disrupt that. It's going to disrupt that frequency. And I think human beings, on on a, on a scientific side of this, 
and I was having a discussion with a good friend of mine about this, that everybody has a frequency and that frequency is, is, uh, is tuned is, is something that can be tuned into or tapped into. Um, and not to go too far into the conspiracy because then we can get into, you know, so-and-so can so-and-so manipulate so-and-so through frequencies. But the, uh, the fact that everyone has a frequency that can be, you know, you get into a room of people that are just in a bad mood, you might end up in a bad mood because it's just all that negativity. But if you end up with a bunch of people that are in a good mood, uh, you know, they, they have a, they have a purpose, you're going to be motivated for that. You know, you know, rich people, they don't hang around people that don't have money, you know, because they want that same kind of, uh, aura or feeling of, Hey, you know, we're all rich here. So we're all positive. We're having positive attitudes. Um, and so I think that having that positive attitude is very beneficial for both you and whoever you come into contact with. Absolutely, but I, I want to make it clear that this doesn't, this doesn't mean I'm happy all the time. Nobody's right. no, happy of course all the time. Not. Of course not. Of course not. Depressed. I've you know I've I've been depressed. I've been you know we all get angry. Some of us have gone through depression, and so there are things you know. Sometimes I'm in a slump, um, but it's. <laughs> No matter how much of a slump you're in, if you if you have a, a relationship with the spirit realm, that sustains you. Even in your lowest hour, that is something you look towards to sustain you. And I think that's a fantastic point because, you know, like you said, we all get depressed. I get depressed. I get angry. You know, it's just part of being a human. You get, you, you're going to feel those uh, humanoid emotions unless you're Mark Zuckerberg, who's a robot. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but we all feel that that sort of anger and, and dislike and hatred. And, and, you know, we sometimes we have to sit back and check ourselves like, hey, you know what? Uh, what I'm doing isn't productive for my physical being, you know, depressing, you know, being depressed. It's not productive for my physical being. And sometimes we can't help that. We go through things in life that just keep hitting us. You know, we get battered, we get beat up, but we just pick ourselves up and keep it going. Um, it's also not good for my spiritual well-being because no. everything is linked in my belief. I think I think the reason why the word holistic is used by people who believe as I do is because we believe that we are a spirit having a human journey, that we are mind, body, and soul simultaneously. So things that are no good for your physical being are also no good for your spiritual being. Um, because the things that you do physically has an impact on you as a spirit because you are a spirit in a human body, not a human in a, not a human looking for spirit. You are a spirit inside of a human body. Very, very interesting. Now I, I want to ask you a question here because I keep, I keep hearing you use the word spirits. Um, to you, what is your definition of spirit? Is it a family member that has passed? Is it friends? Is it, uh, otherworldly beings. What to you, what do you consider to be spirits? Spirit is, it's not one particular person, although we all are spirits. So whether someone is here or whether they are on the other side, they're still a spirit. It's just that here they had a human body and on the other side they don't. Um, so it's, it's, it's a consciousness. It's your soul. It's the thing that makes your physical body operate. Because your body is just a house, your brain, your heart, all those things are material. But what makes your body move? How can you move your hand? Because you are conscious and you send a signal to your brain that helps you move your hand. Mm -hmm. If you were not conscious, 
which which, which means if you're not conscious, that means your body is effectively can't move your hand. Right. So what makes you do what you do is consciousness, your soul. And that comes from the spirit realm. It's not a human thing. It's not a material thing. Dimension, which is natural because the spirit, the spirits are intertwined with everything. We're all interconnected. You can't see the spirits. Right. Um, I, Earth I had a guest on last Thursday. His name's James Creechbaum, and he um, he he he's the type of person he can see the spirits. He can see these these manifestings, and he can see these um, he, he's he can see the evil ones. You know, and he's there, there are those that can see that who have who have a, a who have a who've developed their higher abilities because we all have higher abilities, right? Well, I'm sure we'll get into that a little later. <laughs> yes, we sure will. Um, but what what we talked about, what me and, and James and, and my co-host Spider talked about, was that um, the 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 spirits that a lot of these people interact with or see, um, a lot of them are negative. Not not all of them, obviously, but the ones that he has to deal with are negative because he helps folks out in these situations. But um, one thing I notice when it comes to the spirits is you have to be careful and discern what's what because um, I've seen people try to play with stuff like this and they get burned, you know, seriously, seriously burned by, um, you know, the negativity that comes in because as much, you know, like you say, as much as, as there is positivity, the balance is negativity. So you're going to have negative aspects and negative spirits come through. Um, so my, I guess my, my next question to you would actually be, have you ever had to deal with negative spirits or have you had negative spirits um, kind of, deal with you more or less that's a very that's a very good and great question um you know you mentioned when we spoke last time that you're gonna ask me about evil and how i deal with evil and so here's how i deal with evil i totally shut it out so i don't do anything that manipulates spirits so just just to show give an example like stuff like the ouija board or things like that i don't do anything that manipulates spirits whatsoever, like Ouija boards. I don't associate with anyone that plays with spirits, people who are into Wicca and Santeria and all these things that play with spirits and manipulate spirits and call on evil spirits. I don't people. Um, I don't do any of that kind of evil stuff. When I, I, when I come across somebody with negative energy, I remove myself from them. I don't even consider paying any mind to negative energy. And when it does come around, I, you know, I move away from it. Now, we all have a dark side. All of us have the choice between good and evil and everything in between. And so we have a dark side. I also have a dark side. We all, you learn that in person. If you go into deep, deep personal development, you, we all know that we have a dark side, a lower vibrating side, however you want to phrase it. And so the, the, the key to deal with that in yourself is to accept that it's there, get to an understanding on what your dark side would be or your lower vibrational side would be. You accept that for what it is because you can't control something if you don't even accept it and name it. So you, I accept that about myself and therefore I'm in control of how it manifests. You know, and that's very interesting because I, I had a conversation with my co-host at, at, at uh, this is this was a month or so back, and I said, you know, uh, 
you know, the, we all, like you said, we all have a dark side, and every now and again, it's possible that it gets out. Um, and he's seen some of the dark side that I have, and 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 you know how it's gotten out. And you know, we had a conversation. And he said the same things. He said, you know, you gotta you gotta delve deep and 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 understand it. You know, don't. Uh, he said, don't bury it and put it away, but kind of get to understand what it is. You know, and and then then you can go from there. As long as you know what's there, you can kind of, you can keep an eye on it, so to speak. And it does come out. I mean, I think everybody's dark side comes out um and, and people people are probably automatically gonna think oh dark side yeah it's you're crazy no the, the dark side isn't always just it doesn't always straight jump to murder it doesn't always straight jump to doing the most wicked vile thing it's little things too so i, I think we need to definitely let that known that dark side isn't always just about like okay now i'm gonna go kill somebody because that's the dark side talking no i mean it can manifest as that if you're if you take it to that level and like you said, I think dealing with uh, Ouija boards or, or any form of that where you're, where you're manipulating and you're trying to control uh, spirits or entities, demons, what have you, you know, whatever you want to call them. Um, even, even myself, even a person who, who doesn't necessarily put a whole bunch of stock into the Ouija board, I still don't think you should play with things that aren't of this realm or of this level because you're just going to invite – because like he said, for every for all the positive spirits, there's also very negative, very dark, very evil entities out there that want to get through, that want to come into being, that want to use you to, to fulfill whatever whatever uh, demented thing they want you to do. So I definitely agree with you, Dennis. You don't play around with stuff like that. Not at all. I, I don't I don't associate with folks who do that either. I, I just can't. Like I don't want I want I don't want I don't want to be around somebody with that kind of um you know that that sort of, I guess, um, spiritual disease. You know what I mean? That can be passed on from one person to the next. Absolutely, and, and also I will say this about your own dark side. Well, our own dark side. The dark side sometimes is there for a reason. So, okay, okay, I'm having these dark impulses, but what is motivating those things what is triggering that to come out at this moment oftentimes if you find the reason you can handle that reason in a more positive way let's say if someone did you wrong um you may have the right to be upset that someone did you wrong but you're not it's not good to cut their head off so what is a positive way out for filling the negative impulses so you could also approach it from that point how could i turn the negative into a positive uh, you know for shorthand Right now, what are your thoughts on on these on these entities or these dark spirits? What do you think? Do you now? Obviously, you you believe in spirits, but do you think that it's that black and white with spirits? Like it's good, bad, and that's it. Oh, I think everything is a continuum. It's fluid. It is a spectrum. There, for there to be a spectrum, there has to be extremes. There's an extreme good and extreme bad, but there's a bunch of stuff in the middle. Humans are fluid. Our way, the way we are is fluid. Spirits are fluid because it's all part of the axis of choice. We can be anywhere along that continuum. Now, you also discussed um, higher abilities. Now, when you talk about higher abilities, um, what do you mean? Like, uh, what, like ESP or telekinesis? Is that would you consider that to be, you know, higher powers? 
Yeah, um, I would. I we, me, my friends, some of them we, we call them the Claires. I mean, some people think you have more than nine senses. The five regular, the five earthly ones, and the, and the four Claires, which I'll talk to talk about in a second. Some people think you have a lot more senses than nine. Um, but we'll stick to the nine for now. So the five earthly senses, um, you know, that we all know. But then there's four other ones that I call clairs. You may be familiar with the term clairvoyant, um, which means you 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 see things. Um, but there's three other clairs. Um, there, you know, there's clairsentient, there's clairaudient. And these things refer to hearing things, knowing things. And all this circles back around to what most people would say listening to your gut term it as that's what the average person would know it as Um, but they really are signals that are coming from your intuitive mind which is connected to the spiritual realm and you just have to learn how to your strongest in just like your earthly five senses we all have some of us have better sight some of us have better hearing all five senses are not equal so just like your four clairs are not going to be equal. So learning which ones speak to you the most. Are you more clairvoyant? Do you get visions? Do you hear whispers that are not your own voice telling you things? Do you do you just happen to know things without even getting any earthly information? You just happen to know it. Um, so figuring out which ones of those things are the strongest for you, that takes practice. That takes meditation. It takes you know, it takes practice. You don't always, you don't get it when you're first born necessarily, unless you're really, 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 really high developed, which we'll get into that, I guess. But that's what I'm talking about is your intuition, the clairs, or as some people may call it, a gut feeling. Can you list those one more time for the audience so that they know exactly what you're talking about? I'm forgetting one of the, I'm forgetting one of the clairs, but one of them, uh, we, we all know, most of us have heard clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. That's when you see things. That's what you most likely hear people talk about when they talk about psychics and things like that. Psychics come in more than clairvoyant form, but clairvoyance is one of them. Clairaudient, that would be more hearing. You hear things. You don't necessarily see them, but you hear them. Um, There's um, clairsentient, um, and there's another word. I forgot there's four of them. I forgot the other word, but one of them refers to a feeling in your gut, your actual gut, your stomach. And another one refers to knowing things, things pop in your head. Um, that's more like a, all those things are intuition. It's like, boom, and you're getting a feeling about someone without them actually doing anything. Or you don't turn that block, you don't turn down the block you normally turn down to go home. Anything like that. I mean, there's a lot of things within those things, but yeah. So, and and I think all of us have a basic um, level of some of these. Like I've, I've watched different shows or I'll be listening to the radio and I'm like, the the next song they're going to play is this. And then they play that song. Um, And so I'm like, Hey, if I could, you know, develop this further, I could win the lottery. No. Um, <clears throat> well, but, maybe not, but I've actually done that where I, there was, this was when I was really young and it really showed me like this something going on here. And I was really young at the time I would, and, and they called me and I'm like, let me do this. Can we keep going? I thought of someone, I thought of three different people and they all called me right after I thought of them. It was a, it was a pocket of synchronicity. 
no. the further you get into being aligned with your spirit self, the more synchronicities you're going to have. So it's funny you bring that up because uh, an old friend of mine, I hadn't seen him in maybe 10 plus years. Um, I'd been thinking about him one day like, man, I wonder what that, I wonder what he's up to. I hope he's doing good because we went to college together. And so I ended up running into him at the gym. I'm like, dude, I was just thinking about you like a day or so ago. And boom, here you pop up. And and that always seems to happen. Like I'll always get somebody will just pop into my head. I, you know, I, I hadn't thought about him in years and. I'm like, oh, yeah, so-and-so, he was cool. We used to kick. We used to um, hang out at work and stuff and just and goof off and have fun. And, and then next day, boom, there that person is. Like, And so sometimes I wonder if I didn't manifest it myself or if it was the, the, uh, the universe kind of pointing me and saying, hey, you're going to run into this person again, so... We're just kind of letting you know beforehand. It's it's kind of weird to me because I think it could go either way. In my opinion, it could, I think it could go either way. It could either go your mind kind of um, aligned it, I guess. I really don't know how to put it without it sounding kind of off. But like your brain, basically your mind, since it's a powerful thing, said, hey, you know, this is going to happen. You know what I mean? And so it kind of puts that in your head to prepare for it. A good distinction, your brain and your mind are not the same thing. True, true. Interchangeably, um, but your brain and your mind are not the same thing. But I, I agree with you that um, manifesting things or entering a pocket of synchronicity sometimes could be you generating it, just, or it could be um, a message that's being sent to you, trying to send you somewhere or letting you know something's about to happen. It could be either or, right? Because because there there has been a lot of uh, um, he's give he's been giving me a lot of of good advice for this podcast and like kind of advertising, and getting it out there. So I I always look at it when these things happen as for a reason. There's a purpose that this happened. It wasn't just you know hey so and so haven't seen you in a while. You know what I mean? Like because now we we he's always up there. We're always talking. We're always you know building. You know he does this. He's an engineer. But uh, he's a, you know he he knows the advertising game pretty well too. So he always is is you know giving me advice and letting me know what's going on. And I I look at that like this is a positive for me. You know this is the 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 world has aligned, you know, so that this could happen. And then it seems like after that the pace for the show has increased. So like you know talking to you, you know I, I joined that 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 Podblade group, and you and. Uh, Thoughts by DeVille, who, that good dude. That, that, that guy's a good dude. It's a good show. Um, like, boom, boom, both of you. It was pretty much back-to-back. And so this week, you and him, you know, I, I got both shows, and it's just like everything seems to be moving faster with this podcast. And and, it's, and I love it. Like, it, this is fantastic for me. I enjoy doing it. So it's kind of like the universe sees me, or, or I should say God sees me working hard, and so he's putting things in place. And so my brain or my mind, I should say, like you said, they, you know, they they are different. My mind is, is like, hey, uh, you got to prepare for this. OK, cool. So it, it's kind of like when I see all these pieces getting put into place, it really kind of opens, opens my eyes like, OK, you got to trust that intuition. And I've always trusted my gut, so to speak, um, you know, you get that bad feeling. Well, I probably shouldn't go to this. And next thing you know, 
you go to a party, but the party got raided, or you don't go to this party, and the party got raided, and cops showed up, and it was a bad deal for everybody. And your gut was like, see, I told you. And I, and I think that more people should listen to that intuition, but I don't, but people don't because people are stubborn and they don't like to be, you know, contained, so to speak. They don't want to be stuck, you know, that I want to go to that party. I don't care if the cops come or not, you know? Yeah, people don't listen to their own intuition, their own instincts, and then they wonder why things don't happen. And also people, even people who do listen to their instincts, they don't make that connection between their instincts and the higher powers, spirits, God, whatever. They don't make the connection between, because somebody asked me, I had someone here, this was a couple of years ago, and we were sitting there and talking, and he was like, well, I don't believe, I'm an atheist, I don't really don't believe in this stuff, and and I'm like, all right, well, let me ask you a question here. You know, did you ever have this happen to you? Did you ever, you know, avoid something you normally would have done or get an instinct about someone and find out you're right or not turn down the block and then figure out that someone got shot on that block on the moment you... He said those things have happened to him, not those examples necessarily, but those scenarios. And I'm like, well, how do you think that happened? Spiritual realm, but you had no physical information to inform you not to turn that corner or not to get near that person. So if you don't believe in spirits and you had no physical information and made them think because people don't think about, people don't think about these things. They think of spirituality as supernatural and there is no supernatural. All of it is natural. It's just that we have to pay more attention to these things. I think also it doesn't help that as a civilization, um, we've kind of foregone spirituality. And you can look at, at uh, or, or, you know, I wouldn't say foregone. I just think we've put it in a different, in a different aspect with tech. Like we, that's our spirituality for the most part is just technology. Like that's what we worship in, in the here and now. Because if you look at the older, before, you know, before the, the social medias, the internets, electricity, video games, or before that, you know, people had strong spiritual beliefs. They, the funerals um, that people had were, were, you had to do this. You had to put the money in the eyes because you had to pay the ferryman in the next life. You had to do this. Um, don't do this because it'll be bad if you do this. And I think that, you know, we have lost a a sense of that. And And to me, that's... I call that the difference between the old world and the new world. The new world being the the uh, industrialized, post-industrialized era that we live in today where it's just run, 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 uh, social media, social media, look at me, I need attention. I'm on Instagram, look at me, I need more attention. Um, I'm wearing this, look at me, I need more attention. I bought this, bought this. You have that materialistic sort of narcissistic attitude and I think that the spirituality aspect of our society as a whole, I don't mean like folks like you or folks like me who, who, who are in tune with that, who we understand. I think that society at large has lost a step in that. And so they are less likely to want to, you know, connect the two dots. Oh, yeah, you know, my gut told me and that's it. They don't connect it. Maybe this is something other than myself trying to give me a kick in the seat and say, hey. It's a good thing you didn't go down that block or it's a good thing you didn't go to that party because people got shot, people got arrested. You'd have been one of them and we'd be doing a different thing right now. I think they just think, oh, yeah, my gut told me and that's it. And then they go about their life and they don't ever stop to think that, you know, maybe there's something else. And, you know, I'm not going to 
I'm not going to sit there and, 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 and dog them or anything like that because that's their life. You know, that's, uh, you know, not everybody's going to trust their, their instincts on the next level. They might trust their gut on, on the, on the bottom level, but they won't take it to the penthouse to see what's, you know, what's what. Absolutely. And I, I, th- I know the reason I, well, I don't know, but I have a theory on the reason why um, that is, and it's because now I know that me and you come from different belief systems. So, but this, so this is not an attempt to, to be disrespectful, but I think that he hasn't given us enough of a view on what spirituality really is because you know that in this culture, a Christianity is elevated, and it's in, in, in. If you lived here in America, you would think, unless you're Jewish or something, that Christianity is the only way you can deal with spirituality. And I think that there are people like myself who have realized that Christianity does not resonate with them. But in this American culture, that seems to be the only answer. And if you're not Christian, then you're lost, according to this culture. And so what happens is people who decide that they're not going to follow mainstream religions don't have anywhere else to go. Really understand that spirituality is outside of these religions and that it spirituality is itself and it doesn't come all the time. And so I think that's what's going on. I also think that's the, that's the, the reason for the high amount of atheism it's not really a, they're not really believing they're not really disbelieving in spirits they're disbelieving in christianity and that's the only thing they know when it comes to spirituality holistic spirituality we don't talk about things outside of traditional religions in this country so people who are looking for something different they get no answers I would I would argue, and this isn't to sound you know to be a jerk or anything like that, but I, I think that they are actually it's easier to get answers in this day and age only because you have in, you know obviously if you know how to use the internet, I think if you in this day and age, um, I think it's easier to get answers than it ever has been because you have the internet because you can go into social media and say hey, you know I don't I'm not a Christian I don't believe like these people do. What do I do? And then there's a, there's a lot of services now, I think, and there's a lot of uh, um, different different groups, different places you can go um, that actually have what you're looking for, or you know, because there are religious beliefs that are that are definitely far off from the norm for sure. There definitely is, and of course, it's going to be harder to integrate into those uh, communities or meet folks from that same community. Um, but I think with the advent of the internet and the presence of social media and being able to have information at your fingertips, I think it's easier now than maybe say 50 years ago. I, I would definitely would agree with that, but I'm sure you would agree with me that the breakdown in the family and the breakdown of spirituality and beliefs started way before the internet age. And True. so when it did, yeah, so when it did start occurring, you know, when we, when we, when this country was solidly behind spirituality, it took the form of Christianity for the most part, and of course Judaism as well. Um, but when the spirituality and the family and the morals of this country started breaking down, people would leave Christianity or Judaism or Islam or whatever, but they wouldn't have anywhere to go. And it's only recently, as in maybe the past ten, fifteen years, that we've had 
the internet to give us alternatives. But before that, either your religion or you're some sort of a freak. What do you mean you don't go to church? What do you, what do you mean you're not a Christian? What are you? Are you an atheist? They, it's sort of like a dichotomous thing people held you to. And it's only been recently that we've had permission to explore. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that, especially with, you know, a lot a lot of the uh, the turn of the century stuff. I think when when science became a lot of people's uh, belief system, you know, when science became the end all be all. Don't question anything else. This is it. And then you like you said, you have the breakdown of the family unit. You have the 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 uh, the changing moral compass to more of a selfish kind of aspect of society um so yes in that regard a lot of people that felt hey because you know i'll be the first to admit it that um that in in my religion there's a lot of people that abuse it and that's not you know you got these billion dollar churches and i'll be the first one to stand against it because i don't i don't i don't i don't support that i can't support that ideology of i had this billion dollar church but there's people starving or i'm not letting these people in my church because there's uh, you know, a horrible storm or a hurricane out there, and I'm not going to let them in. You know, this is my billion-dollar church. So in that regard, I do see people, why people would want to not be in that, because they see the the, the leadership of of a religion, and they, they it, it sickens them. And, and I've been through that. Going to church all my life, you see, like, the abuse of power um, that happens. And, and there, you know, I didn't have anywhere to go. You know, I mean, I never I never wavered in I never became an atheist or anything of that nature. But because of the questions that I had, you know, in the faith itself to other members of the faith, they kind of treat you a little bit like a black sheep. They kind of treat you like, you know, don't don't associate with him. He's asking too many questions. He wants to know all these things. And then they would say, well, read your Bible. It's in there. I'm like, okay. But then each sermon, they're giving you what they want you to hear, not what you need to hear. They're giving you milk and no meat. And, and it doesn't, it, that can't nurture you for very long. It only, it, what, I, what I used to call church on Sunday was um, you got to feel good for a day, but for the rest of the week, you're sinning. You're, you're doing bad things. And, you know, as a person who, who, who was a, who's a member of that faith, who's a believer in that faith, I have to come down harsher on 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 the people in my faith than say somebody that's outside of it, because to me they they paint folks like me, and that's not to say me to put me on a pedestal and like put me high and mighty because I'm not that's not what I'm trying to do. But they put folks like myself who don't who don't agree with the billion dollar churches who don't agree with with the uh, with the way they the these churches fleece the flock so to speak. Um, and and they, they they paint us as the villains and as the the bad guys and as the heretics and as the the unbelievers, um, when really you know the same thing you're you know you're telling me in the Bible I can show you where you're actually wrong, and you know th- there was no place for me back then in terms of that I mean I didn't get you know ridiculed or kicked out of the church I slept through most of the services in church I'm not gonna lie it bored me. It was boring. You know, I'd, I would rather have read the Bible, actually. I like, had a study group where people sit down in a circle and we can all ask questions and we can all kind of um, study the history behind it and the events that were going on, you know, because a lot of people like to sit out there and they'd go, well, yeah, but God did this. And I'm like, what is the context of the time, first of all? What happened during this time? What was the What were the two main civilizations? What was going on here and what was going on here? 
because it's it's you, you have to there's context and you have to frame it in that context and so you know that that was one thing i always wished that they would have had more of um less yelling because as a uh i went to a lot of baptist churches when i was young and they do a lot of yelling like that's their big shtick is just because it gets people fired up and then the people that have been doing bad it makes them feel bad because it makes them feel like they're being chastised but nobody ever had the the uh, i mean they would have you know of course they have wednesday night bible study but they never had like just that just studying it alone not getting up there and preaching and yelling and 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 shouting and doing all this and and having tithes three times a service or either two or three. That was for one of the bigger churches I went to years back. Um, nobody ever just sat down in like a, a like we're doing right now and have a, a, a good discussion on the Bible. It wasn't till many, 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 many years later that I was able to sit down and, and have conversations with folks about it and kind of gain some more in, insight and wisdom because what you notice is whenever a, 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 a pastor or a preacher who says, hey, don't take my word for it, look at it for yourself. Okay, but see what you've done is you already have a certain style of preaching that you do. So the folks that study it are already going to look at it from your perspective. They're not going to venture outside of that pers- perspective to look at it because then it wouldn't feel right to them. So of course you're going to say, you're going to say this, you preface it by saying this. So automatically you've put it into their head that this is how it's going to be so that when you read that verse, it's, oh, okay, yeah, he's right. But because he's already said it, your your mind has already put it into the context of, oh, so he told me to just read it and discern it for myself, but you're not really discerning it. You're letting the bias of of whoever control your thought process when studying it. And it wasn't until I broke out of that sort of um, mentality because Christianity has one of the biggest numbers of denominations probably on the planet. Um, And so when I broke out of that whole denomination aspect and kind of put that to the side and studied it for myself and looked up historical um, civilizations that were around during that time period and and the the customs of, of this particular group during that time period, everything started to sink in sorry for that long rant i just wanted to get that off my chest <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that that's fine um so yeah de- there's definitely people who get turned off by christianity because of the 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 capitalistic aspect of it um but i, I also think that there are people who get turned off uh, because the messaging doesn't it, the messaging excludes them because as you might know a lot of Christians, especially more conservative ones, they seem to focus more on than love. And some people who are different than what the Bible uh, says, comfort in in Christianity because it doesn't include them. Are they are part of the earth? As far as I'm concerned. They, you know, people who are, let's say, not heterosexual, people who are gay or bisexual or, or anything like that, anything outside of heterosexuality feel disincluded because, this, especially if you lean conservative, you focus on more of people's of the Bible than love and acceptance. 
So then that sends those people looking for something else that's a little bit more inclusive to them. And there's a bunch of other reasons too. So, and I've had people, mostly men as a coach, and I've had a few men all around around the same age, around late 20s, early 30s. They come to me and go, you know, this the, the, this, the Bible is not doing it for me. There's not answers in here for the problems I'm facing. A lot of people for different reasons that feel like Christianity doesn't fill the gap. But, and people have been feeling that way for 50, 60, 70 years, but they didn't, I'm probably even longer than that, but have anywhere else to go that society would support until very recently. And I don't even think society supports it recently. I just think that the internet allows us to know everything. Right, right. Yeah, because it does. Because I've, I've read about, that's how I learned about a lot of other different beliefs, uh, historical documents, history, was through the internet. Because, you know, it's, it, wasn't, it wasn't easy um, when I was a kid to just, I mean, you could go to the library, but somebody had to take you, you know, and libraries don't have all the information. You know, I mean, you know, the internet has all information pretty much. Uh, and so, you know, I, I read here and there, um, Mesopotamia, Sumeria, um, some African beliefs and cultures like the Dogon and all that. And, and, um, some European stuff because I could only read what was available, you know, and, and, uh, and you can't, it, it's hard to go outside of that back then. And you're right. You know, it's not as accepting, I guess, in society, but I think, you know, that is, that's something that's just normal in society. You know what I mean? Like when, when you lived in the, in the Greek, in the Greek era, most people believed in the Greek gods and it really wasn't, it was very rare for people to believe something outside of that. Um, so I think that, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's more of a product of a society, you know what I mean? In terms of their belief systems than it is, you know, a specific religious belief, I would say. Yeah, because people turn... See, I think that spirituality is a personal journey. But what society does is they turn spirituality into some sort of a culture. They, they, they come up with a script for what spirituality is supposed to look like, and they make it into a culture. When I think spirituality is a very, very personal journey. So I don't... People don't even know that I have a spiritual belief unless they specifically ask me. I don't say a word about it. I just live my life. Um, uh, that's kind of it. Most people don't even know what I do unless they ask. And that's, that is the way to exist in the spiritual realm. It's a very, very personal journey. You've got a very personal relationship with you and God or the creator or your spirit guide. Whatever you resonate, so that's a very tailored individual journey that I just don't think can be sized and made into a one size fits all thing. And and I agree with you. I think um on the on the downside of uh with the downside of um of spirituality, I guess, and, and I don't want to say downside in the in the sense of spirituality itself, but I mean I think the downside of because people love saying that Oh, I, I don't believe in religion, but I'm I'm a spiritual person. I'm gonna go out and buy all these crystals and do this and do that. And there's nothing wrong if you're just starting out and learning that, or there's nothing wrong if you've been doing that. But to play the keeping up with the Joneses, 
to sort of say, hey, look at me, attention to me, attention to me, look what I'm doing, I'm spiritual. Like, you're trying to sound, you're trying to put on airs. Um, and I agree with you. I, I personally have always thought, for the most part, um, except when I was a kid, because I didn't really know very much about, about spirituality when I was younger. But um, spirituality, even, you know, religion to me, is a personal thing. It always should be. Because what I believe is that you're always working to better yourself. You know, uh, the, the Christian Gnostics believe that you want to <clears throat> live an aesthetic lifestyle. You want to make sure that you're always kind of making yourself uh, better, even though your your body or the prison, they thought, was, was the, was the uh, Im- immorality. Um, but you always seek to do better. But I think that, you know, they had a personal kind of like aspect to it. Like this is a personal thing. These things that you do are for your person. They're not to show off because I don't, I don't like those people that want to just show off like, Hey, I'm spiritual. Check it out. Blah, 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 blah. I can do this. And I, I do this. Like it's, you know, why? Like, what are you trying to do? Like, you know, like you said, people wouldn't know what I believe if I didn't, if, if we didn't have conversations about it, because I don't want to throw that out there. I don't want it to make it like, I'm the cool kid on the block. You know, I don't, I don't think that spirituality is something that, that should be used to, to gain prestige or should be used to, to gain friends or, or put on airs or to become the cool guy in the room. Spirituality for me, at least, um, is me, uh, you know, God, Christ, and, and, and sitting down and, and understanding the Bible and, and trying to be a better person and better myself, not go out there and just just treat people poorly or hold it over them that, hey, you, you're, you know, you're going to this destination when you pass and that. And, and that could be said for anybody in any sort of religious or spiritual aspect because some people do use uh, spirituality for personal uh gain or for monetary gain you know they want they want that power they like that power so they abuse it and like you said i think i think it's always it's always should be a personal experience it shouldn't be something that you use to to gain leverage um over other people if you're using spirituality to gain leverage over people you are at a lower vibration yeah you have to be getting using spirituality for your own aggrandizement is moving away from God, not towards him. Right. Truth. And we, I see it all the time. You know, you got, like I said, the guy with the billion dollar church, I'm not gonna put his name out there. Cause I don't want to give him any recognition, not on my show. Um, so to me, you know, you're doing all this and you're grandstanding just to kind of put yourself up there. Like, Hey, look at me, everybody. I believe in God or I'm a spiritual person. Check it out. Like, that just screams that you're not any of those things. That you don't that you don't care. You're just doing this because it's the hottest thing. And I think, you know, it, I think I think spirituality is one of the easiest things for people to um to to manipulate other folks into because it plays on their sense of of um of being. It plays under the very sense of their life. You know, and if they don't think their life's going anywhere and then people are just sitting there saying, well, I can make your life a lot better. You just send, you know, 50 bucks to me each month, you know, and, and, and I'll send you this, uh, this prayer cloth. Cause that was a real big thing in one of the churches I went to buy the prayer cloth. Like that is just a, a, a bastardizing of, of, of what I believe. And I don't mean to say that, but it's the only word that makes sense to me is to put that word out there. 
because it, it's what it is. You know, you're 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 taking what what I believe and what a lot of other folks believe, and you're selling it. You're just you're putting that our beliefs out there to sell, and gain some monetary gain. And to me, I don't really think those people are. I don't know if I, I would know if I if it, if I would go as far as to say believe in God, but I also believe that they're probably working for the adversary or they're working in in evil more so than they are good. Yeah, they 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 definitely are not working towards good. They're using good as a mask to control people. And there's a lot of people who are looking for answers and who are desperate and and this is that's how Jim Jones got away with what he got away yep. with back in 1978. <laughs> um, who in the world would make, would think that somebody could get away with that? But you pick the right people. Yeah who are looking for spiritual guidance, whose life may not be all that good, or who who they, they think their life is not good, thereby they're suffering on it, you know, whatever the situation is. Like Jim Jones to come along, hey, you know, let's run off to this paradise island. People are going to jump, because people have, a lot of humans have a need to be told what to do and to be guided. Right, right. Um, Marshall Applewhite, you know, you look at him. You know, the uh, the old Hale Bop Heaven's Gate guy that uh, said, hey, you know, the, the comet's coming overhead. Get your fresh Nike all-white kicks on. We're going to jump on that comet. Well, i got to drink this poison first. got to drink this stuff. And you're going to drink that stuff. Well, I'm going to drink that stuff. We're all going to die together. And, you know, n- while not as violent as Jim Jones, because, you know, as you know, the people who didn't drink it were shot and killed and, and he was he was going crazy. He was he was a paranoid schizophrenic. Um, Applewhite pretty much did the same thing. He preyed upon folks who felt at a low point in their life, and that's what cults do. And we we there's a there's a uh, an episode where we talk about cults, and that's one of the psychologies of a of cult. Yeah, of a cult is to kind of prey on folks who are spiritually down in the dumps, and they they use those people to for their for their scheme, so to speak. Absolutely. And you can find cults all over the place. I mean, I I work in men's men's personal development and there's a bunch of groups out there that purport to help men. That's just a cult. You know, they they, they get a couple of little truisms. They 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 target men who have a low sense of self and a low sense of manly self-esteem and they're looking for guidance. And there you go. They, They come across some sort of group that purports to help them feel more confident, help them feel more like a man. And it's really a cult. And so you have to be really careful on the things you involve yourself in. And, um, yeah, but it's, it, it can be hard when you, when you don't have anybody, you feel spiritually lost, you feel lost as a person, you don't feel like you have a purpose, you're kind of vulnerable. It's Yeah, it's... It, these and, vul- and I don't know about you, but I think we've... I, I felt like that. You know, I felt like... Man, what's my purpose in life? You know, you start to question, you know, spiritually you start to question, but it was never to a point to where somebody could have came in and and brought me to a cult because I always had that uh that the faith to kind of protect me, you know, God to kind of protect me to kind of say, "Hey, listen up. Some things are going to happen. You can't always um you can't always cry about it. You know, you sometimes you got to get yourself back up." You got to figure out your purpose. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not just going to sit here and, and, you know, you're over here just sitting moping 
your purpose is getting up and moving and figuring out your purpose, not just sitting here and, and moping. And I think that sort of um, tough love, I don't, that's, that's the, the only way I can really, really figure it. But I think that helps me a lot better than, you know, just moping around and waiting for somebody to come in, you know, like one of these Marshall Applewhites. Because I see, I mean, we, we both can see how folks like that can really prey upon people's need to be loved people's need to be led because like you said people that's people need to be led that's what, you know that's why there's leaders and there's followers and you have people like Marshall Applewhite Jim Jones um David Koresh um the the guy from Um Shinriko in in Japan uh, you know just to kind of point out that that happens in other in other countries not just the United States that people love to prey on um folks that that need spiritual help So, yeah, just just, just something I, I I was thinking about because we did that show on cults and it was fascinating. Like it's like I've I've read about cults since I was a teenager, and they've always been fascinating because you you really have to think how do people get involved in this sort of thing, you know? But it's that need to be accepted. So we're gonna take a quick break, um, and then we will be back and talking with Dennis Sumlin. So stay tuned, folks. Hey, everyone. I hope you're enjoying the show. Just wanted to take a quick intermission to let you know where you can find us on all social media and podcasting platforms. Instagram.com backslash This Uncanny Media Network. Facebook dot com backslash this uncanny earth twitter dot com backslash this uncanny and linkedin as robert solomon on podcasting platforms we are available on itunes and apple podcasts stitcher radio tune in castbox spotify pocket casts overcast podcast addict downcast Acast, iCatcher, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and of course, Spreaker. Looking for some merch? Head on over to our Facebook page. Click the link there and that will take you where you can get your fresh, clean, all-white, This Uncanny Earth t-shirts. Perfect to rock whenever you're headed on your paranormal destinations. As always, folks, why be boring when you can be uncanny? Yeah. 
and welcome back. Folks, we seem to have hit a technical difficulty with our guest, Dennis Sumlin, so I'm just going to talk to you for a bit and see if he kind of, and see if he comes back. <laughs> so, um, anyways, we were talking about cults and, and spirituality, and, you know, to me, for a person to want to join a cult or be in a cult, I think that they have to hit a point in their life where, you know, it's it's a lot of sadness for them. It's a lot of depression. It's a lot of anger. It's family issues. It's a feeling need to to belong. You know, we all want to belong. We all want to. Um, we all want to be something. You know, and I think that that in society we have people that prey upon those folks, that look to want to be something, that want to wake up in the morning and and want to to see the 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 better side of life. And, you know, when they don't see that each morning, when they don't see that during their daily life, because we've all had those days. We all have the days where we get up and it's just, this day is going to be a rough day. You know, we have those days. Um, I, You know, I try not to have them. I try to get up each morning and think to myself, you know what, I really need to have a positive day today. I don't want to be negative in what I do. I want to be a positive human being. Because... Positivity reflects our nature, you know, and just like negativity reflects our nature. And so if we wake up each day positive and, um, and, and looking forward to the day, you know, some people don't. Some people are always going to be negative. We always have those folks in our lives. I don't think that's ever going to be something that changes. We have to kind of deal with that and, and truly understand it. And for me, in my spirituality and how I believe in, in, in you know, believing in God and Christ and and in um, that avenue, it helps me to say, you know, okay, um, I'm going to get up. I'm going to, you know, work out. Because for me, working out aids in my spirituality. It aids in, in my belief in God because it builds me up physically. And so once you're built physically, you know, your, your, your mind is going to follow suit. You're going to be able to build yourself up from there because if you can do it physically... And, you know, a physical workout is very demanding. You know, we, we should never, uh, you know, neglect that, you know, that a physical workout is very demanding. It could be very taxing on your body, just like a mental workout. <clears throat> you know, math, reading, science, uh, studying religious texts, all can be mentally taxing if we are not prepared for it. So we have to take it a step at a time. And that's, you know... That's spirituality. I think folks sometimes need to just take it one step at a time. You know, we need to sit back and say, you know what? Um, I I don't know everything. I don't know what's going on in the universe. Let me read this. Let me check this out and kind of get an understanding or a grasp of what's going on in my life. You know, and I recommend taking it slowly, you know. If you're a Christian, then sit down. If this is new to you, sit down and read the Bible. And I recommend starting with the with the New Testament, um, and and kind of finding the positivity there, and kind of finding the the element of 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 goodness, of love, um, and then go into the Old Testament because a lot of folks will say, "Oh man, that Old Testament does about war and violence." But history is war and violence. I mean, we have to understand that a lot of the a lot of the biblical era, there was a lot of war going on. I mean, this is civilizations fighting civilizations for dominance. And so, 
we're so quick to say, oh man, it's such a negative thing. But if you sit with the with the New Testament first, and then kind of say, okay, this is, you you kind of understand basic human nature. You know, you have um, you have a loyalty issue with Thomas and Judas. You have love. You know that Jesus helps blind men see and and, and lame beggars walk and and brought a man back from the dead, so to speak. And I think I've said so to speak a whole bunch of times today, but the the big takeaway for me at least in my spirituality or at least in what i believe is that there's an all-knowing all-loving creator that loves us but then when you read the bible further you you see mankind's human nature you see how we act you see that we are engaged in treachery and engaged in in all sorts of evil and wickedness and wars and famines and plagues and, and pestilence and we go into cons- some conspiracy theories about that. You know, we could talk about the Rothschilds and all that and everything else. But at the core base of that is the knowledge that mankind is is can be evil. I think when we get in mob forms, um, we can be very evil. But when, we, when we're by ourselves, not by ourselves, but when we think on our own, we can do some very amazing things and wonderful things. So I think that with spirituality... That is another aspect, you know, is to is to study it um, kind of on your own. You know, don't let anybody influence what you're studying or what you're reading or what you're trying to understand because it's, it's imperative that each one of us kind of sit back, you know, take a look at, at, at what's going on around you. Because I think you'll find that... Um, Life is is much more than just the day-to-day running and going and, and this and that. I think when you sit down and look at it and think about it and, and actually understand it, life is a beautiful thing. And I think spirituality aids us in that and seeing that. And, you know, if you don't, if you're not a Christian, you know, and that's that's not your, you know, your, your chosen um, spiritual mindset or movement, Whatever is, start with the basics. You know, I, I don't I don't know much about many other religious beliefs. I've studied them, but I don't, you know, I couldn't tell you where it would be a good place to start in a lot of those. But I think the part that talks about love the most would be the best place to start. And then kind of frame it around that. Frame it from where you see it. You know, if you, you know, if you're sitting there and you're like, hey, you know, um, this religious aspect to me is, is it speaks to me, you know, then, then, then go for that, you know, live that. Don't, um, don't just write it off. You know, like we said, you got to trust your intuition and that's important, you know, because when you, when you finally start to be around a community of people that think, feel and believe the same way you do, then of course you want to make sure that you have some some form of discernment um, amongst them, so people can't lead you astray. So you're not sitting there just like, oh man, I don't know if I should believe what they're saying, or if I should um, not believe what they're saying. Should I, you know? And, and always beforehand, and I think this is good for a lot of um, a lot of churches that. I think before you start attending church, you should be, and this isn't always possible, and it happens, life happens, 
that you should somewhat have a, a, a grasp on what you believe, on the, on the religion that you believe in. Because in that regard, you're going to start building up that, that spiritual defense. Because the spiritual defense is important. You want to make sure you have one of those whenever you're going out into spiritual battle. Because we all have to battle spiritually. Um, it's just something we have to do. And, and you, don't, you don't have to be a Christian. Uh, you don't have to be a Muslim. You don't have to be uh, practicing Judaism. You don't have to be a Buddhist to understand that. You just have to be able to um, kind of have good discernment when it comes to spiritual things, you know. Is somebody that you know um, doing something bad? Should you say something to them? You know, spiritually, I think it is our job to do that. And so having a strong spiritual foundation and then a strong spiritual wall and, 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 and sort of house, if you will, um, aids us in that. And if we don't, then you have people like Jim Jones. You have people like Marshall Applewhite that can easily just come in and influence us and and take over our minds. And then that leads us down a road of trouble, danger. You know, um, there's been there's been quite a couple cults, and I'll, I'll share something with you. Um, years ago, I don't I haven't gone in a long time, but I went to the Reverend, Reverend Ernest Angeles Church. Um, this was probably back in 2000 and... I want to say 2002 was the last time I went, or 2003. Um, and it was probably April. April? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sitting here trying to think. April um, of 2002... And I went, and it's what it, in 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 what it's called. It's basically laying on of hands, and Jesus did that. And so I, you know, was like, okay, you know, I've I've, uh, you know, my ankle's a mess. Need some help with that, you know. And and so I, uh, I went up there and see if he could fix it, and see if he could be the healer that he says he was. Well, put his hands on me. You know, I kind of fell back in in that moment. And the experience was euphoric in a sense. And then when I came to and realized that nothing had changed, I realized that he was a charlatan, that he was a, a sham. That didn't that didn't sway my faith in God at all because he says, you know, you got to test the spirit. You got to test, is this guy of me or not of me? You got to test that. So I tested it and then I found out that it wasn't, it wasn't true. It wasn't, uh, he, he was not a faith healer so to speak. And so I didn't, I, I never went back. I never went back to that church because of that sole reason, because I felt, you know, you, you can't, you can't pull the wool over my eyes and try to make something there when nothing's there. But that didn't, that didn't change my faith. It didn't waver. It didn't, um, it, uh, it, it didn't, um, it didn't change. So, um, you know that to me that was important. Um, Dennis says that he's still here. Um, I cannot hear you, Dennis. So let's see if we can work that out. Oh, let's see. Dennis, you still there? We're having some issues on the Discord. 
So we're trying to kind of work those out. Sorry about that, folks. Um, no, nope, you're not muted at all, Dennis. Not at all. Um, yeah, because we, we can't hear them, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, let me see. Yeah, because he's, uh, I don't know if anybody else can hear him, but I know I can. I can't hear him in my, in my headphones. So, hmm. Um, Dennis, uh, try leaving the, the room and then coming back in and see if that fixes it. Maybe that'll fix it. Yeah. Sorry about that, folks. The, I don't, I don't know what's going on. All of a sudden things just kind of cut out for us there. So let's see. But like I was saying, you know, I, I didn't, you know, my, my faith didn't waver. It, uh, it actually became stronger because then I learned how to avoid that. And uh, the, the place itself was, was kind of cult-esque in a sense. So we're going to have David leave and then, or Dennis, sorry. We're going to have Dennis leave and then come back and see if that kind of fixes the problem. Because I've been talking here for a bit. <laughs> Uh, that stinks because he's he's a good guest. It's it, we're, we're having a great conversation. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. Okay, because he said he he uh, he. Let's see. Anyways, what do you folks think? You know, what are your spiritual beliefs and 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 ideas? Um, what do you hold? You know, are you? Are you folks out there in this day and age? Are you are you folks spiritual? You know the listeners and stuff. What do you folks believe? Um, let's see. Hello. There he is. Oh, what happened? No idea. I'm I'm listening to you talk the whole time, and I'm like, why can't you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dennis. I didn't. I don't know what happened right there. That was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I and I was talking, and you all of a sudden, I guess you. The, you stopped hearing me and took a commercial break, but okay, but I never left. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kept seeing you in the, uh-oh, it looks like you uh, cut, oh, okay, I want to make sure it looks like you almost cut out again. I was going to be like, oh, no, not again. I don't want to do that again. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> well, but you're there. So anyways, enough of me I'm talking. I'm here. Enough of me talking. People are probably hearing, tired of me talking, man. Tired <laughs> of it. Oh, well, Yeah. Well, we're back in the high life again, so we don't let uh, technical difficulties uh, sidetrack us, right? There we go. Okay, let's get back into this. Now, uh, what were we last talking about? We were talking about cults, and we were talking about you know how people that spiritually at their low points can uh, can be can can easily be influenced by these. Um, and you say you you deal with with in in what you do that you deal with folks that are in. Not in cults, but like you know that that uh, that that profess that, so to speak. Well, I, I mentioned that I I've come across men that say that Christianity slash the Bible they were raised with it, but it doesn't seem to resonate with them. But you know, a lot of people stay with the religion they were raised with because you know back in the old days, people would ask you, "Well, what what religion are you?" And if you didn't have an answer, they'd look at you odd. 
And so a lot of people now seem to be practicing Christianity because they think they have to because they grew up with it, but it really doesn't work for them, but they don't know a way out of it um, because they don't know of an, of an alternative way of looking at the spiritual realm. So they just kind of stick with what they know. Um, so that's what I was referring to. I don't necessarily have clients that have that issue, which oh, is okay. people I come in, pa- come into, you know, in passing. And like I, like I was talking on for about 35,000 minutes, <laughs> um, the, the, the cults can be actually in different religions too. They, it's not just something that sits outside of religion. Um, yep. they can be Christian, they can be Islamic, they can be all that. Um, now the one thing I did notice about what you believe is that it seems, I, I would think it would be easier to recognize a cult in, in what, in what you believe, because what I notice is, um, not once have you talked about anything monetary, not anything like money, money, money. You just, you know, what you're talking about is, is spiritual and to the point. There's no like beating around the bush. Find out more. Get my ten week tape, my ten week lecture on tape. You know, for 150 bucks on tapes, cassette tapes, by the way, not not actually like videotapes. But um, mm. and I noticed that about you know your you know holistic spirituality it's it seems like it'd be a lot harder to 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 turn it into a cult you know what i mean because of that kind of you know you you speaking with the spirits speaking without you know with 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 that kind of aspect um that it would just seem harder well yeah for me i get i get very um suspicious about organizations around spirituality because I think it's an individual practice uh, number one and I know people who believe as I do and we speak about it we share knowledge with each other we support each other but there is no organized structure behind it I get very suspicious when it comes to when it comes to rituals and traditions and all these different things that rope people in because I firmly believe there is no conduit to the creator. We have a direct channel to the creator. We don't need a conduit. He doesn't need a catalyst for us to communicate. So because I believe that firmly, it's very hard for me to go for things that have too many layers to it. Hmm. And <clears throat> what I noticed, too, is, is um, or you know what, I want to ask you, so do you have any any uh, any sort of... I don't want to call them rituals, but do you have anything you do um, in your daily? Like, you know, do you, uh, it, it, this is like throwing salt over your shoulder. Do you do anything like that? Um, like when you get up in the morning, do you have a routine that you do to kind of better help you uh, with your spirituality throughout the day? Absolutely. There's several things that I do on top of which just staying conscious about my moral compass and not one, not violating my moral compass, you know, um, the things I firmly believe, I do my best to carry it out. Um, but on a, on an everyday practical level, uh, in addition to that, I do this meditation. Meditation, calming the mind, clearing your head. That's one of the ways that you connect to the spirit, sitting in silence. Meditation, being mindful, uh, living in the moment that you're in, not really focusing on the negatives in the past, not projecting negativity in the future, staying centered. That's very important for me to stay centered. Also, gratitude, thanking the spirits for the things that you have in your life that are going well. When something good happens to you, you give thanks. When something goes your way, you give thanks. Even when you go through a struggle and it makes you stronger, 
You know, there are things I've gone through and it's like, well, why is this happening? And then later on is when I when I'm told the benefit of what just happened and you give thanks. And so it, it's 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 really individual. Some people may not use meditation to connect with the spirit. Some people may use different things. Some people may uh, channel it through their diet. I mean, there's different ways of doing it. But for me, um, it's meditation. It's staying mindful and uh, staying in the mind in the mindset of gratitude um and also talking to my spirit guides you know talking to the spirits like i don't talk to anybody else there is no one standing in front of me i don't go to a building i don't go anywhere i just sit here and i talk to my spirit guide and i listen for the messages that are bouncing back at me it's yeah so those are just some of the things i do just to keep it short now, how do you keep your your mind? Um, because I know I know a lot of people like to meditate. Uh, how do you keep your mind focused while you meditate? You know, meditating in silence. Um, you know, how how do you keep from going scatterbrain mentally? You know, where your thoughts are going all over the place. Well, see, that's the key to understand is that thoughts are random things you don't actually control your thoughts you control the thoughts you focus on because your thoughts are just going to be flying all over the place you can have thoughts that totally go against your moral character but they pop in your brain anyway and so the key is to understanding that happen it's the thoughts you focus on that has the effect over your over over who you are and your in your your aura and your energy that's 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 number one to keep in mind with thoughts um, number two for me is in the beginning of some meditations, I let my thoughts run wild. Let go, go for it. Think of whatever you want. G- give me, you know, think of anxious thoughts. Think of depressive thoughts. Think of negative thoughts. Think of positive thoughts. Give my thoughts a chance to run amok in the playground. And then I consciously bring it back for some people to focus on something, maybe, meditation music they have meditation music they have um the um the meditation bowls that have different frequencies that affect you different ways um they have that i focus on silence that's the best way that i found to calm my mind is just focus on the actual silence of the moment um so it's let your mind run wild for a certain amount of time and then you consciously stop it Understanding that thoughts aren't under your control, but what you focus on is under your control. Things like that. And that's, uh, you know, because uh, I, I would have problems with meditation because of the, the thoughts running rampant and, and things like that. Um, but then what I would do is I would just, I, I can't really explain it, but I would sit and think about something in the past. Not even anything bad, just, you know, the way... Um, like a smell or like a a feeling I had or, you know, riding my bike as a kid or being at my grandmother's house. And I could envision all of that. You know, I could see that. And so that to me would, would aid me in meditation. And because I could actually picture myself there. And the weird thing is um, when I would come out, it would seem like I was being moved to not so much moved, but, um, taken to a different place that place being where i was at but it felt like i was actually in the other place if that if that makes any sense absolutely there are people there are meditation practices that do tell you to think about 
about uh, a, a good moment in your life or think about standing in the sun. I mean, there's all kind of picturing exercises to help people focus. And it works. It worked for me. You know, I, you know, I'd sit there and just kind of just let my mind kind of go and then find a spot in, in my in my own very own timeline and just find, OK, so I remember this day. And then it's kind of like I can play it out in my head, but I'm so focused on that moment that when I take myself out of it, it's kind of like it's kind of like a, a you just woke up out of bed, if the, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. That happens to me when I go into my what I call silent meditation. Uh, for me, silence me focusing on silence has done wonders for me when it comes to calming my insides, um, uh, turning off anxiety-based responses, um, and things like that. So for me, I focus on the actual silence. And for some people, they need to focus on something else other than silence. But it's all the same. Like You get the same kinds of benefits. Now, for somebody that might be you know, kind of out there searching, you know, they're not... They, Christianity didn't work for him. The, the, the three Abrahamic faiths didn't work for him. The, you know, maybe Zoroastrianism didn't work out for him. But they're interested in, in sort of, you know, uh, how you believe or how you are, or how you think and feel. How can they better that? How can they, what can they do to kind of, um, baby steps into it, you know what I mean? And, and kind of get a good idea of what it is that you practice or what you believe. Well, um, as I said at the beginning of the program, the good thing to the, the first thing that I would do, if, if you feel like the Abrahamic religions aren't really useful for you, I would look into things like seat of the soul to get an idea of the, of the concept of what I believe about cause and effect about spirits, having a human journey, um, it also goes into reincarnation and the and why we're on the earth to begin with and the cycles we move through as spirits cycling through different earth incarnations. So it gets into all that. So you want to start with that if you if if you are looking for something outside of the Abrahamics. Um, also, there are books out there that talk about the Claire's. Claire just means clear. And um, if you read books based on those four higher senses, the clairvoyance, the clairaudient, the clairsentient, if you Google that or check out books having to do with that, that could also guide you in tuning into the instincts that you personally carry because they're books that tell you how to figure out which clair is stronger in you and how to further channel that for your benefit. I would start there. Um, you know, you mentioned baby steps, but here I am with all the big guns, right? Right. I would also, I would also pay attention to nature. I think the creator and the spiritual realm gave us tools to understand the world. And we understand the world through science as humans were able to research each other and the nature of nature. And that's a tool to help us better understand that. So is psychology. We have the creator gave us the option of understanding ourselves as people better. And so and just observing nature, looking how nature operates. Watching nature, looking in the forest, studying animals, studying the different uh, creatures we have on the earth, just nature and the flow of nature. I mean, I know I've just said a lot, but you know, start with whatever resonates with you out of what I said and move forward with that. Right. Um, and it's funny you say nature because I'm a big fan of uh, sacred geometry. Um, and 
you know, studying fractals and and the golden ratio and Metatron's cube. It's, it's fascinating to me because I think that, to me, mathematics um, are the basis of life itself. And I think that, for me, that's what kind of aided me um, in, in, in my religious belief was studying mathematics. And I know a lot of people are like, what? But math is... It to, people like to say it's the language of God, and I wouldn't disagree because so much can be created from mathematics, and and you know people who actually got the the idea for mathematics, and they can they can do that. So you know if 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 uh, if I had to direct somebody, that's what I would direct them to would be mathematics first. Um, now, are are you familiar with with like sacred geometry and stuff like that? Actually, no, I haven't di- delved into the mathematical dimensions of, of things in, in, on the level you're talking about. It's very fascinating. Um, trigonometry, and I know some folks get kind of bogged down in it, but having like a good tutor or mentor or somebody that can kind of hold your hand if you're not a big uh, mathematics person. I wasn't in high school, and years later, I actually... Um, started learning on my own because I could I saw a lot of coincidences in nature that I did in mathematics, you know, in different flight patterns and the V that birds usually do when they fly or when some birds do when they fly south. Um, but just that whole concept to me was fascinating. And I was like, well, why are they, you know, because you see a lot of, in nature, you see a lot of shapes and you see a lot of geometrical shapes. And so I, I, you know, I thought to myself, how does mathematics play into this whole idea of nature? And then I started studying it and nature. And there's so many um, correlations and there's so many similarities that it's quite fascinating. I, I definitely recommend it, Dennis, for something just to kind of like, if if you have the time. I know you're a busy guy, but if you have the time, I would definitely look into it. I would be curious on how, how, how you've put mathematics together with uh nature i'd be i I wouldn't mind i mean i've never and i haven't go to i didn't go to college or anything like i don't you know trigonometry that's like you're talking japanese to me Uh, but (laughs) i i'm open to all the dimensions of what nature has to say because i think that the creator has given us the answers and we just have to unravel them and that that's where research comes in and, and like I said, science and nature and psychology and stuff like that. Now to jump into a little bit of conspiratorial aspect, because I, I find that this is kind of interesting. Do you think that that is something that is suppressed, you know, in, in nature itself, like people trying to trying to find a, a way, you know, to kind of understand God through nature. Do you think that, cause you know, somebody, comes up and says, yeah, I want to go to nature to understand God better. Most people are going to be like, ah, yeah, you're a hippie. Not me, but a lot of people might do that. Um, Do you think that that's a thing to kind of keep people away from becoming better spiritually? Do you think that that's something that is suppressed in our society? Well, are you talking about going to see, going into nature or looking for God in nature? Is that suppressed? I mean, just in terms of like that, but with spirituality, like, do you think that is something that we as a society suppress, like think those people are weirdos? We definitely have made a a stigma, um, a stick figure out of people who are into nature and into communing with nature. We've made a stick figure out of people who are into, you know, other things. We've made like crystals. We made stick figures out of anyone that goes against i guess what the culture 
has constructed for us. So yeah, oh, you're a hippie and you're this and you're that. I, I, I think so. I think sometimes people don't want to do things to avoid the stigmas and labels. And I would just say, and labels and do your research, do your observations, commune with nature. It doesn't make you a hippie, you know? Right. Um, no, I agree. But yeah, it just doesn't. Um, I don't believe that you need crystals, but if that's what you want to do, explore that. I think crystals are a conduit that you don't need. Um, but if that's where you want to go, go there too. Don't let stigmas and stereotypes stop you because that's why we're in the mess we're in now. I, I would definitely agree with you on that. That don't let, you know, don't don't let that the the peer pressure, like the, you know, what others think, kind of cloud that 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 idea for you. Um, now I ask this on every show, for to guests who are on the show, um, and so I'm going to ask you because I I feel like hey you're uh you're 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 definitely an awesome guest. What is one of your most or what of the, 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 a paranormal experience, you know, that, and that could be positive or negative dealing with spirits in, in a positive or negative fashion. But what is something paranormal that has happened to you that sticks out in your head more than anything else? Paranormal. Um, question. And I don't know if this qualifies as what you're talking about, but this is definitely, this, this, this happened to me. And my friend used it to make the case for angels because I previously, I don't know about angels, but um, my friend made a great case and uh, for angels and I have a story behind that. So when I was a little kid, um, I, you know, I was a kid. I wanted to be friends with everybody, you know, so I'd play with these strange kids. So we'd go around. We went around the block one day into this alley. And they, they got me to come in the alley. Oh, let's go play hide and go seek. And let's go in the alley. <laughs> and so we're in the alley. And um, while I'm while my back is turned, they push me down onto the ground. And so now I'm, I'm in between a, uh, a fence, a chain link fence, and about three or four boys with weapons. They're little boys. They're, they're kids. They have one time. One of them has a baseball bat. One or two of them have a chain. And I'm on the ground pretty much about to beat me up i don't know whether they were, whether they were going to kill me or not but they were definitely going to beat me up and all of a sudden quick minute this thing that i was aware of as i was on the other side of the boys running out running out of the alley but there was no physical way i could have gotten past them so how did that happen So you, I mean, were, you were basically moved. Was moved. That was the example that my friend jumped on to to illustrate what angels, what the role of angels are. Um, they're not spirit guides. They're more kind of like guardians. Hmm. So how did I get on the other side of that? All those boys with those weapons. And me on the ground and, and between a boy, boys and a chain link fence. There was no physical way I could have done that. If I tried to walk through them, they would have beat me with the bat. Um, and I'm talking, I'm nine, 10 years old. I'm not even a teenager yet. So how in the world did I get away from them? Um, that 
to me, I mean, I don't believe in paranormal. I think all this is normal because spirituality is integrated into the into the earth. So to me, it was just me being rescued. To other people, it might seem paranormal. Hmm. That's interesting. Do you have any? Do you? So you think it was a spirit guide that kind of like. I think it was probably an angel. I don't know about a okay. spirit guide. The way my friend says it, which I, I tend to, uh, I can go for it. A spirit guide is somebody that you may think of them. I think we talked about this on my program. Um, it's for you. It might be Jesus. When you speak to Jesus, you use Jesus as a guidepost. You use Jesus to turn to, you know, you call on Jesus for me because I don't believe in the conduit that way. Um, I, talk to the spirit guide, which I guess is a, the same thing. I guess it's a conduit as well. Um, it doesn't perform the same exact function, but I guess it's a form of a conduit. And so a spirit guide is sort of the person, the person, the spirit you talk to, the spirit you turn to for guidance. They're the ones that make synchronicities happen. They're the ones that you channel into. Um, an angel is more like a kind of like a security guard so if you're in deep trouble and but it's not meant for you to go yet the angels will step in and help you out guide you every day what am i going to do today and help me and you know give me inspiration or or spirits let me know this or make sure my instincts are keen on this but the angels come in as a backup and so i think that that particular situation to go yet and so the creator made a way to step in and get me out of that situation. Yeah, that's that, that will go ahead and qualify as uh, paranormal for us, because I, I think that's a fantastic, a fantastic thing. Um, you, I think you're one of the first, if not the first person that it was a positive thing. Um, a couple guests, it was just like, it was negative. One guy, they were, uh, I think they were playing around with a, a, they were, they were doing something and I think they were in, antagonizing the spirit or whatever it was in the house and the board above or the, the beam above them actually broke. It actually snapped. And, uh, he said he ran out of that fast house faster than, he, than his legs could carry him. And so it's good to hear somebody with a positive, um, aspect on, it. I mean, the situation wasn't that great, you know, because you were going to get beat up if, you know, if you tried to run away. But it's very interesting that at one, it was like almost like a flash, like boom. Now, when it happened, was it like a flash? Was like there a light or was it just like instantaneous boom, boom? Um, It was a brief moment of, it's because in order for, I guess, the creator to do that kind of a thing, because that means I either disappeared or reappeared or sometime or somehow flew over them. <coughs> for this, however, the creator made that happen. But to my consciousness, all it was was like it's like a show switching scenes. Like one minute I'm in one place, and then there's a brief moment of darkness, and then I'm on the other side running. Hmm. It's very interesting. I, yeah, I suspect. I flew over them, but that's my own assumption. I don't know actually because I'm not conscious of how I got on the other side of them. 
Because it was split second. Like, it was something that you the split couldn't... second. I was, you know, I was on the ground. I stood up. They pushed me back on the ground. Like they just there, and like I don't even know what to do. Like what do you do? I don't know. There was nothing for me to do. And then boom. Now <clears throat> that brings me to another question that you might be able to answer. So children usually have these sort of experiences more so than adults. They're usually more prone to seeing spirits or to, to 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 interact with them now why do you think that is because children are not as cluttered and jaded and um propagandized because when you're born your conscious mind and your spiritual mind they're connected because like, i've always said you know the spirits are not supernatural the spirits are right here we are mind body and soul at the same time we are fully integrated soul spirits. And when you are born, you're just coming into the earth for this lifetime. And so you haven't been jaded yet. You haven't been corrupted by the planet yet. You haven't been told what spirituality is yet. You haven't been told that you have to abide by a certain religion yet. You're just you. And so you're open to receiving those signals because you haven't blocked them yet. What would you say to people looking to unblock those, unblock that kind of that that uh, or or is it too late for a lot of folks? I don't think it's too late, but I think it's a lot to have to unten because as adults, you know, we already think we know everything. We already think we know what what beliefs are and what spirituality is. You know, we 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 we've already been most of us follow one religion or another to the exclusion of everything else. You know, um, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, for example, I'm not trying to you know, pick on you, for example, but you're saying that you, you study different religions and this and that, but you still remain a Christian. A child is not a Christian. A child is a child who has to be taught that. As adults, we have to unlearn all of this stuff, all the stereotypes, all the judgments on our person that many religions make on us. All the assumptions we made about ourselves based on where we came from. Most children aren't tainted with all those things rolling around in their head. And so as adults, we have to go back and all of those judgments and negativities and jadednesses that we've learned. And I didn't say it was easy, but I think it's possible. So it's still possible to kind of reconnect I think it's possible. I think it's difficult for some because we all have different personality types and some of us cling to things. And and remember, we we and also just the language we use. Supernatural. So we're separating ourselves from the idea of spirits. Words supernatural. We're separating ourselves from something that is us. Paranormal. By saying all of these different words that separate humans from spirit, we start to think that they're separate. Children don't use that kind of language because they haven't been taught the concept of separateness. We're taught separateness, and children haven't been taught that yet. So we have to return to the idea that we are all whole, and we come from the same source. Very interesting. Now... Um, we've probably got about eight minutes left. 
uh, and I, I kind of want to get your thoughts on this before we before we uh, before we close. What are your thoughts on the afterlife when you pass? What do you think happens? Well, like everybody who follows a particular faith, they you know even though you are a devout member of that faith, you do sometimes question what's going on here, and so I do too. My belief says that there is reincarnation, that we come through life several times on earth to learn certain lessons, which is why people have certain struggles in life and why people have certain advantages in life. Because the struggles are things that we need to learn and overcome so we can move to the next level. Living a life, dying in the earth form, um, and coming back again to learn different lessons. And all those things are for the goal of becoming a highly developed spirit. And, and so the afterlife is just a series of reincarnations that help us learn, learn about how the earth functions. So we can then, I guess you would call this heaven. So we can then be in a situation where we can help other people. Journey. We are here as many times as it takes to learn the lessons we need to learn. Very awesome. Um, Is there anything you would like to plug, anything you'd like to say uh, before we get out of here? The floor is yours. I would certainly like to encourage everyone to, you know, if, if you are looking for answers around spirituality and what you're thinking currently, what you've been following doesn't make sense to you, uh, feel free to explore. Allow yourself, like we were talking about earlier, allow yourself to childlike mentality of being curious about everything, of not being tainted and jaded, just being curious about everything. Just everything. Explore things. It feels natural to you. Um, and, and go from there. Um, and as far as plugs i mean you can certainly listen to more of me um on my podcast and this interview is coming up with me um and and robert here it's a great conversation um coreconfidencelife.com is the website you can find the podcast on all your favorite podcatchers a men's development program and we talk about relationships sex society and spirituality from a holistic perspective so yeah i get into relationships from a holistic perspective, I get into sex and sexuality holistically, not from traditional, um, as we call, Abrahamic viewpoints. And so I invite you to listen to that. But even if you don't want to hear me ever again, feel free to just explore who you are on the inside with a childlike curiosity and see what happens. Well, everyone, thank you to Dennis Sumlin. You're an awesome guest. It was a fantastic conversation. We had a little bit of a... Uh... A cutoff there, but, you know, that's what happens with live radio sometimes. You do have that. But uh, thank you for coming on the show. It was a, it was definitely an honor. It was great to come on the show, and the, the glitch shows why I never do live radio anymore. But I did it this time. <laughs> See, he did it. So, all right, folks. Well, 
Tuesday, uh, I will be speaking with Robbie Robertson from the Out of the Blank podcast. He will be on This Uncanny Earth for Tuesday's show. Uh, Thursday, we will be doing an Ancient Aliens retrospective. And Friday, Thoughts by DeVille D.I. He will be on. So, like I always say, folks, why be boring when you can be uncanny? Good night, everyone.